Well, welcome to the Speak Up with Laura Camacho podcast. Today is a special day. Um, you may notice my voice is a little froggy, but I'm feeling fine. But I'm also bleeding. I was uh, cutting some oranges right before. I mean, we have an orange, two orange trees, and we're sp- supposed to get really cold tonight. So I was running around like a maniac trying to cut oranges, and I cut a few from the tree, but I also cut my hand. But today, everybody, this is a <laughs> special edition of the Speak Up podcast. Uh, By the way, my assistant tells me that I've been getting the numbers wrong, that I think this is number 175. I'm not sure, but I do know it is number one in the Supper Club series. And you're wondering, well, what the heck is that? And I'll explain that in just a minute. But our guest today is an influencer, an Instagram influencer. Her name is Lauren Jacobs. She's on Instagram as the Cheerful Baker. You can spend literally hours looking at her cookie (laughs) decorations. And I will say that when I made my husband's birthday cake for December 11th, for the first time, I managed to make my carrot cake look not like a five-year-old made it because of following the example of Lauren and her (laughs) uh, cookie uh, decorating business. She's truly an artist, but she had, she did time in corporate America, guys. So she knows what you're going through. So the Supper Club is this group of, I think of them as lifestyle business owners, people that own retail stores that sell chic clothing or items for the home. Lauren is an influencer, a bunch of influencers in this group, people, you know, that sell like $20 a roll wrapping paper, you know, it's just a very latte dog group. And I have a lot of fun there, even though I don't really belong. But I, I, want, I, I want to bring this up to you guys because I think it's a great career enhancer is when you join a group that's not from your industry. This, yes. would, this would be like a product manager, some, I don't know, we'll say as timeline product going to like a home and gardens conference. It's, so you're with people not only... It's not that they're teaching you a class. No, 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 no. That would be too normal. It's like (laughs) these are the top people in their industry talking to each other. And you as the outsider get to learn, you know, the, the words they use, the things that they're concerned about, the way they see the world. And that, I believe, fuels your own creativity. So without further ado, I want to introduce Lauren Jacobs. She is from Kentucky. She is the cheerful baker. And so tell tell us, how did you become an influencer, Lauren? <laughs> it's still so funny. I love that word influencer. You know, it, it makes me happy because, Laura, I need to tell you first off why my name is the cheerful baker. Oh, yes, please um, do. Because that's a very, that's the most important part of my story. I used to be Lauren's Custom Cookies. And when we were all going through COVID and, you know, it was awful and we were stuck at home, my brother is a minister. Mm -hmm. And so he did this wonderful sermon about how we were going to be changed, not just by COVID, but when we go through difficult things in our life, how can we be changed for the better through those things? 
And so I got off the phone and I really started thinking about that. What do I want to come from this experience that I'm having with being stuck at home? And what changes do I want to make in my life? And and although I am very talkative, as you know, you've sat across from me at dinner. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we met, by the way. We just randomly sat across each each other at at the dinner at the supper club in Atlanta. So yeah, she's very easy to talk to. Thank you. And so I've always been easy. I've always found it easy to talk with people. But my faith is a very important part of my life. And that was something that I did not find it easy to talk about. And so I wanted an opening to be able to talk with people about that. And there's a Bible verse that says a joyful heart makes a cheerful face. And I'm joyful because of my relationship with Christ. So that in turn makes me cheerful. So that's why I changed my name to the Cheerful Baker. And the reason I, the reason I say that is because being an influencer can be a heavy weight. You know that there's a lot of eyes on you. So I wanted to make sure that I was putting content out there. You know, sometimes I'll have, I've had a video that reached like 4 million views. I mean, just, oh my gosh, crazy, just craziness. But I think what, what do I want to put out into the world? Well, of course I want to put fun and happiness and cookie videos, but I also want to sprinkle in my faith because it's important to me just to, to spread that. And ah, so beautiful. being an influencer for me, it's a wonderful thing because I'm able to spread that message of hope to people. Through cookie decorating, believe it or not. I do so. believe that because they do make you, it kind of, it, it works at several levels because first of all, anybody can bake cookies. But of course, if you look at the cheerful baker's cookies, not anybody. I mean, Lauren is truly an artist. You will see that in the first five seconds. Thanks. But you see, you elevate something very ordinary, you know, like a cookie is not, you know, not something like life-changing, but the- right. The decorated cookie is definitely gives you pause. Like, wow, this is this is different. This is beautiful. This is uh, cheerful. It makes me feel happy. Right. Well, right. That's why I like to do it because I'm involved in the best parts of people's lives. Right. Weddings, right. birthdays, it, it, all those really baby showers. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I I have a hand in all of that. So that that's what I enjoy about it. That is so cool. So t- how did you, I know you were uh, in sales, you were a district sales manager for, uh, was it American Greeting, a greeting card yes. company? Tell yeah, us about was, your transition. Yes. So, so it's interesting. I went to college, my degree is in clothing and textiles, nothing having to do with what I do now. Right. And so I worked in retail for a while. I was a retail manager um, for Belk department store. Oh yeah. Oh and, yeah. And then I became a sales rep for American Greetings. And so I had a large territory. I traveled around. So most of your listeners, I have been in their shoes. You know, I had to deal with the store district managers. I had a large team of people that worked for me. I was in sales. So boy, do you have to communicate well when you're in sales? Yes, you absolutely (laughs) do. You're talking to grumpy people, you're talking to nice people, and you never know when you walk into a store, which kind of person you're going to be dealt that day. Oh, really? So, I, I didn't know yes. that. Oh, oh yeah. never thought about it that way. Yes, because, you know, 
I dealt with a very large grocery store chain Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of pressure on these managers Mm -hmm. and they were hearing from people like me who were fighting for space in their store. And sometimes they did not want to see you coming. And other times they were very happy because you were adding to their bottom line. So you had to learn to communicate with both types of people. Right. And so I did that until my oldest son, who is 20, was born. Mm -hmm. And then I had no plans of working. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to stay home. And my husband said, hey, you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. And so we'll fast forward then until about seven years ago. And I was always, because I was at home, I was the classroom mom and I was the one who attempted to make the cookies to take into school. And, and I saw a friend of mine posts on Instagram, these really pretty cookies. And I had always wanted to do that. So I called her and I said, how did you do this? And she said, well, I took an online class. You should. And I'm like, okay, you know, why not? Cause I've always been very creative. So I thought, you know, why not? That sounds like fun. And so I took one class and then I took another class. And before you know it, I was completely hooked. Oh my gosh. I didn't know you took all these classes. I didn't yeah. know there were classes in cookie <laughs> yeah. catering. I mean, more than one. I, I thought there was a class like, this is how you decorate cookies, but it sounds like you're master's level and judging from what they look like. Thank you. So I took a lot of classes and I found that I really enjoyed it. During this time, our oldest son has very severe dyslexia and he was struggling mm. in school um, terribly. And so there was, I was under a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. I was experiencing a lot of stress and a lot of sadness because mm-hmm. that's what he was experiencing. Mm-hmm. And so I found that cookie decorating was a good, very good stress reliever and mm-hmm. something that would kind of take me away from what I was dealing with and let me focus on something really happy. So I did that. And during this time, I was also the art teacher at the school where my kids were going because I just wanted to be where they were Mm -hmm. and they had an opening and I was artistic. So I said, Hey, I'll try it. And it ended up being a great fit. And so once the cookie decorating started to pick up, I thought, you know, I think I could make a career out of this because I'm a a go-getter and Uh I'm not afraid (laughs) I'm not afraid to try new things. So what I did is I worked backwards and I figured out how much money I would need to make in order to quit this little, and I wasn't making anything really in the job. I'm very blessed that my husband has a great career. And so my money is just sort of the fun money, but I did want to contribute. And Mm -hmm. so my kids were going to private school and I thought, okay, I'm going to, I want to make enough money to pay their tuition. And I worked backwards and I figured out what do I need to do in order to make that happen. And I started decorating cookies. I started doing cookie classes. And then that sort of all led to what I'm doing right now. Wow. Well, well, but how did then then you started the Instagram and you had a different brand. You changed to the cheerful baker. And then how did you get on television? Because well, the audience, that's audience crazy... doesn't know. So, so tell us the whole story there. Okay. So 
during COVID, I was in this baking group and it was about how to improve your Instagram because I mean, I'm 55 years old and most people my age were not really doing Instagram. I mean, it was a, a younger platform. <laughs> so yep. I had no idea how to do any, I did not know how to make a video. I didn't know how to do any of this, but I thought, okay, I can learn, right? I can learn. Mm-hmm. So I was in this group and they taught us how to do these videos. And I found that I really enjoyed it. And so I started creating cookie decorating videos, which is what you can find on there now. But I also showed my face a lot, which mm-hmm. was for some people is a hard thing to do. For me, it was not hard <laughs> because I think I was in sales and I was in front of people all the time. Right. And, and so I think that that's what kind of set me apart from a lot mm-hmm. of other cookie decorators because some mo- a lot of time when you go onto Instagram and you look at decorated cookies, all you see are video after video of cookies, but you don't know who the person is behind ah, the cookies. Okay, okay, just so, on the product. There's no personal connection then. Yes. So this group I was in said you really need to make personal connection. You need to let your customers know who you are because they will buy from people that they like and they feel a connection to. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I can do that. So anyway, I did silly things, Laura, like I would get on there and do those TikTok dances and make a complete (laughs) fool of myself, but I would laugh and have fun and my kids would laugh. (laughs) But that got me noticed because Mm -hmm. one day it was about a year ago, somebody contacted me from the Food Network through Instagram and they said, would you be interested in talking with me about getting on the Christmas cookie challenge? And at first I wasn't going to respond because I just couldn't believe that it was real. Right. You thought I thought, that's not, how the, food na- <laughs> that's not right. how the food. That's not right. But I said, sure, yeah, I'll talk to you. No problem. Why don't you call me tomorrow? Mm-hmm. So I went and immediately looked up the profile. It did not look professional, but it wasn't someone from the Food Network. It was a casting agent who looked through Instagram and found people that they thought they maybe could send to the Food Network. Oh, okay. A middleman. Yes. So the next day she called and I think because I didn't think that it was real, I laughed a lot, but I do that anyway. I was completely myself. I wasn't nervous. I laughed. I answered her questions. We had a great conversation by the end of the call. I was in the car. I mean, I was so, it was so non-professional. But at the end of the conversation, she said, you know, Lauren, I think I think you would be good on TV. I'm going to send your name to one of the directors. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, I get home and there's this very professional email from the Food Network. And oh I thought, my gosh, wow, this wild. is, this is, this really happened. So I had to go through, I had to officially apply, which meant doing a video of myself and um, sending in some samples of cookies, not sending in, but sending in videos of cookies Mm -hmm. that I had made. Then I had to do a couple of interviews um, with different casting directors. Then I had to do an interview with the main director. Mm -hmm. And all this happened from November through, I think they let me know in March. And then I went and filmed the episode in April. Oh my gosh. So what kind of questions did they ask you? 
everything. Why did you get started? What's your what's your style of cookie decorating? What types of supplies do you like to use? How long does it take you to decorate cookies? I mean, (laughs) and I tried using all my skills of communication, Laura, (laughs) when they would ask me a question, I would repeat it back to them because that way they knew that you were listening. (laughs) Yes, they knew I was listening. So I felt like the most fun, the most fun interview I had, because they were all Zoom interviews. Mm -hmm. My husband dressed up like Santa Claus because the Food Network's fun. The Christmas Cookie Network is fun. And so I wanted to portray fun. Mm-hmm. So you were like but, matching your audience, really? Yeah, absolutely. I thought they're going to look for somebody who knows how to decorate cookies. They can see that I do by my videos. Right. But I think more importantly, they want somebody that's going to be personable and have fun because I think that makes for good TV. Right. And so my my husband said, <laughs> so I did lots of things like I listened to great music that I love before the interview, you know, to get myself mm-hmm, in a really mm-hmm, good mood. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. made my kids leave the house because, you know, they're kids and sometimes right, they drive right. you crazy. So I had them leave. Um, and then my husband said, would you like me to dress up like Santa Claus? I'm like, yes. So <laughs> that was so I, brilliant. It was brilliant. So while I'm doing the interview, he comes up beside me dressed as Santa Claus and says, <laughs> oh, 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 I just want to tell you what a great girl Lauren's been this year. <laughs> and they loved it. <laughs> I bet. That's so creative, right? It was. It was. So they told me the second to last interview that I had that the um, guy that I spoke with, I don't remember his name. He said, Lauren, the reason we're calling you back is because you have the, a great personality for television. And I thought, see, all this talking <laughs> has really been good for me in my life. Yes, it was. So that was, I, I, that was a really, that was a nice compliment mm-hmm. because the funny thing about me, Laura, is when I was young, I didn't talk to anyone. Oh, really? I, That's so hard no, to believe. No, I was very quiet. I used to get fussed at by my parents for not talking to adults when they talked to me. Oh my gosh. But That's I, wild. but I, I pushed my, I went to a very small school, but I pushed myself out of my comfort zone and mm-hmm. I went away to college. I knew no one. And mm-hmm. I decided I'm either going to be happy or I'm going to be miserable. And if I'm going to be happy, I need to get friends. I need to have meet friends. Right. And so that that's what started my journey of being the extrovert that I clearly am now. <laughs> yes, that's wild. It seems like once you opened the dam, it just <laughs> it never went back. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's wild. Well, when you just one more question about, the, you know, because about what it's like to be on TV? Like, sure. was, it, was it surprising in any way? Like, how was it compared to how you thought it would be, the actual filming? It was actually much easier than I thought that it would be, believe it or not. Um, I was so nervous going there. Really? So nervous. Yes. I drove, I mean, because it, because I didn't know what to expect. I'd never done anything like that before. Right. Where was the, the filming? It was in Tennessee, in oh, Knoxville. 
So it was really nice that I was able to drive. The producer was so nice, so easy to talk to, calming, friendly. So that immediately put me at ease. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it wasn't as nerve wracking as I, I really thought that it would be. I felt confident because I not not only decorate cookies, but I've made lollipops and I've made cakes and I've made macarons. So I had a lot of knowledge. Right. You know your stuff. (laughs) Yes. So I felt like whatever they threw at me, Mm -hmm. I would be okay. But the main reason is my whole, (laughs) I have a really good friend who said after she found out that I was going on the show, she said, you're going there to talk about Jesus. She Ah! said, that's why you're going. And I'm like, you know, she said, you're going to have this huge audience. That's Mm -hmm. what you need to do. And I said, you know what? You're, you're right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So because I went with that mindset, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I wasn't nervous because I thought no matter what happens, that's why I'm there. I'm not there to win. I'm there to fulfill what I feel like my God-given gift is, which is right. talking to people and right. And, and so, yeah, it was a it was a great experience. I'm so excited. I know you, everybody listening, must be already starstruck <laughs> hearing about the cheerful <laughs> baker and her TV experience. <laughs> but you know what? The way I, you know, I'm thinking, of course, how does this translate to the corporate world, to the situations that the people listening to you face on a daily basis. And one of them, I hope everybody that's listening, you know, it it is that visibility piece and getting over the myth that your work speaks for itself. So here's a great uh, takeaway. Like in Lauren's world, the cookie world, there are probably thousands or tens of thousands of people who can make cookies that are just as pretty as hers, maybe even more beautiful. Right. She stepped up to like sell her own brand and her cookies and to connect with the audience. So tell us, you know, about how, how does that work? But I, I think it's such a, a, a vital uh, mindset or, or paradigm shift to get that your work, however great it is. And everybody listening here is a highly conscientious high performer or else they wouldn't be listening and yet they get sometimes frustrated or annoyed because somebody who whose work is less quality, but their communication skills are more polished, gets that promotion or gets the credit. What, what would that, you say about that? I would say I, I feel like good communication a lot of times comes with confidence mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I believe that we're all too hard on ourselves. (laughs) Oh, yes. I do. I feel like we all have gifts and we're put into situations a lot of times where we can use those gifts, but we don't trust that, that we, that we truly have those gifts. If that makes sense. Right. Because we're looking for outside validation for yes. somebody on the outside to say, yes, Laura, you are a good communication coach, which I hear all the time now. But when I started my company in 20, 2009, it was like, what? What is right. that? Why That's would somebody right. hire you? What? 
what do you do? How do you help people? I don't get it. <laughs> right. And I think a lot of times too, we're afraid to sell ourselves because we're afraid of coming off as, you know, yes. stuck up and snobby. Yes. And, yes. And that's the second most common issue. One is thinking that your work should speak for itself. And number two is thinking that I'm going to be like Miss Arrogant or annoying to people. Yes, but I think the way that you do that, what I've always found is you pay more attention to the person that you're speaking with. You ask them questions about themselves and then you can sprinkle in things about, that's what I've always done. You sprinkle in things about yourself, but you put the primary focus on the person that you're speaking with. I love that. Um, yes. It's like a generosity and, and, you know, with some reciprocity, I'm asking you about your business. And I'll also tell you a little bit about mine because yes. that would be weird if I did it right. It would feel like an interrogation. Yes. Yes. Like one of the most fun memories of being on the cookie Christmas cookie challenge is I found out so much. I was very nervous in front of the producer because he was from California. He was very handsome. He was he just exuded, you know, California. He just made me nervous. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to find out about him because mm -hmm. that'll make me feel more comfortable. So the very first thing I did in the interview is I, I said, tell me how you got started doing this job. And we just, and I think that was maybe surprising to him mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I found out all kinds of things about him, but that helped me be more comfortable. Right, right, right. And that's something that I help people with so often is that intimidating audience. And I'll, But in, in the corporate world, I would, I can just, you know, hear my client telling me, but Laura, I can't do that because I'm supposed to have the answers. And maybe you can't ask you know, the executive board. So everybody, let's go around and you tell me about yourself. But you, <laughs> but you can ask them certain questions to kind of get the ball rolling, right? And right. presenting or pitching an idea. Right. Because that's essentially what I was doing, getting on the Christmas cookie challenge. I was pitching myself. Yep. And even though it was, it was a small audience, I couldn't just get on there and say, I'm good at this and good at this and good at this and good at this. Right. Because Even though it's true, right? <laughs> it is true. It is factually true, but it's not compelling. It's not persuasive. And that's no. that, that giving facts about your, how, how, even if your work is better than everybody else's, that's not what people want. They want right. somebody they feel connected to, Right. I totally agree with that. I have been very successful in business and I'm, I'm thankful for that, but I really feel like you know, I'm not the greatest cookie decorator out there. Like you said, there's, there's a lot of people who are much better than I am, but I have developed the type of personality that I think, uh, I don't even know how to say this. I'm personable, but I've learned to be personable. Right. By, born that way. That's another no, thing. It is by not. Caring, right. By caring about people and listening to people and talking to people and really paying attention to what they say um, before. Now, I do talk over people a lot, and that's a bad thing because I'm talkative. But, but I think all of my years in sales... You know, I took a Dale Carnegie class years and years and years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think all those, 
I think all those things, I do think that it's my communication skills that got me on the Food Network. It was not my cookie decorating skills. Now, my cookie decorating skills helped. Oh, yeah, that was that was necessary, but not sufficient. Right. Ultimately, it was my communication skills because that's what they told me. They said, you're perfect for TV. They they hadn't seen me. This guy who told me that had never laid eyes on me, had no idea what I looked like. He had just spoken with me on the phone and we had laughed and we had talked and I had found out things about him and he had found out things about me. And right. So that's what made the difference. I think it's the same thing, though, with getting a promotion, with getting a job. I mean, up to it. You're just the skills you have will take you to a certain level, right? Right. If you're entry level or, you know, team lead level, for sure, you just need to know how to do the job. But once you get to, you know, the middle, the director level, it is communication skills. And that's what uh, the president, the former president of Yahoo, Marissa, something or other, she said the difference between a good engineer and a great engineer is communication skills. Yes. Absolutely. Who can explain the vision, why this works, why this won't work, why we should go this way. And I I love your, your approach is like, is not so much about, well, this technique and that technique, but rather focus on the other person. Like, how can you, like, what, what are you thinking when you're talking to someone? Are you thinking, just that you're, are you leading with curiosity or is it encouragement? Like what, it, what is in your mind when you start talking to people with a goal of getting them to open up and relax? Curiosity. People love to talk about themselves and I, I truly love to hear people's stories. Mm-hmm. So that's what I start out with. I ask people questions and, and um, people they like to talk about themselves. And even if they don't like to talk about themselves, because sometimes people don't, you know, they're very, very quiet. Then I'll, I'll use, try to use a different angle, try to find (laughs) something in common, you know, like if I'm at a party um, and I'm trying to talk with someone and they're just very, very quiet because they don't want to, you know, they're very closed off and they don't want to give information about themselves. And I'll say, you know, how do you know such and such whose party we're at? Right. Or, um, or I'll take him a drink and, you know, say, I just, I, I got an extra one. Would you like one? Because a lot of times people will talk more when they have something in their hand. Right. Um, but I think it is genuine curiosity. I mm-hmm. love hearing people's stories, how they got started with what they're doing. I just think it's fascinating. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. And I I think that it's much more of an effective sales strategy. I'm using sales strategy in quotation marks. It's it's not that you're saying, well, Lauren, let me tell you what a great coach I am. No, it's just, I can tell stories that are similar to your stories or that, and and then we're just building this experience for both of us where we get to find out what all we have in common and, uh, you know, and learn things from each other. Isn't that cool? Also, you like to learn, you know, that, that, that there's a lot of cookie decorating classes I had no idea right I had no idea I went to a a conference on uh again it was a conference it wasn't a class it was a conference on uh, interior decorating that was in Charleston my sister and I went and there was a whole class a whole not class but a discussion a panel discussion on color and I was like wow 
<laughs> for an hour, you know, but right. I get the general and the, to me, I just found that so interesting, um, you know, makes you see color a little bit differently. You know what, you know what else is interesting? Something that you said when we very first started talking is about how, when you went to the supper club, mm-hmm. you felt I don't know what word, not like an outsider, but that you, you sort of felt like you didn't belong. Oh yeah, that, absolutely. absolutely. That's exactly how I felt. Exactly. Ah! <laughs> exactly. Not because anyone made me feel that way. No, 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 but, no. But because most of the women in this group were in a field that I am not in. Uh, but retail. I thought, yeah, yeah re- retail and, uh, but I thought, hey, this will be fun. This will be a great way to meet people. I had a friend in the group and she want, she said, come with me to Atlanta. And I'm like, okay, I'll sign up. You know, why not? Right. This will be fun. And it was so interesting and really more fun to be around all these women who we really did not have a lot of business. Right. You can't common. talk about icings with somebody no. that has a, a retail shop or is a, a publicist. I mean, <laughs> not going to happen. No, but I, but I gathered little tidbits of information from everybody that I met and maybe even more so about business because they are not in the same field that I'm mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so everybody listening, I want this is when you hear this, this is going to be the beginning of a new year. And I want you to think about attending some kind of conference or event that is not in your professional uh, area of expertise. I think you could maybe still write it off your taxes. I don't know that. Um, Consult your tax attorney. But It is, it is, it will be good for your business, for your career, because it rounds you out. You get this inside information that enables you to bring that to other people. Uh, just like I learned today about not, there's not just one class on how to decorate. Right. <laughs> there's a whole doctorate, you know, most people don't know that, but now I'll be able to let educate other people like well did you know that uh cooking decorating is just not a simple thing as that it's uh, that's right and textured and and here's a great example of that if you would have asked me what a publicist was Mm -hmm. before going I I would not have been able to tell you because that's just not in no it's not in my world you know a publicist is I had the general idea what a publicist Mm -hmm. was but not really so anyway, I met yes. Patricia, the publicist, yes. Yes. got to learn what a publicist was. It was fantastic. Yes. And and that the, wor- world has changed too. I mean, it's no longer writing press releases, right? Right. Like right. Together. Yes. That's such so a cool she, thing. So she contacted me and she said, um, she, one of her clients is a jewelry company. Mm-hmm. And she said, there's a new jewelry line coming out in January. And we think it would be so much fun to send them cookies or cookie cutters and have you do a class and the cookie cutters will be the designs of the jewelry. Oh my gosh. That is brilliant. I have a a cookie cutter business and I design cookie cutters. So I designed the cookie cutters to look like the jewelry. They sent them out their social media influencers. And in January, we're going to do an online class. Never in a million years. I never would have thought to do something like that. 
And I did not expect for something like that to come out of that weekend. Right, 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 right. Like I didn't expect (laughs) the the Supper Club series of the Speak Up podcast. (laughs) But this is super fun. I'm having a ball. Um, And we're unfortunately running out of time. And I want to, um, I have some rapid fire questions to ask you to get to know Lauren Jacobs a little bit deeper. But okay. Is there anything, before I do that, is there anything, any, like, if you could just leave our audience, you know, just think of brainiacs, a little bit on the introvert side, but who are extremely conscientious, what can, what's a takeaway that you would choose for them from the Christmas cookie challenge? And, you know, from that, that they can use. Let me think. A takeaway from the Christmas. See, I'm repeating your question. Yeah, a takeaway yeah. from the Christmas cookie challenge. <laughs> I think a takeaway would be to not be afraid to go for your dreams. And I know that that is kind of a generalized thing, mm-hmm. but to make a plan, I think it's a really important to make a plan. When I decided that I wanted to have a business as a cookie decorator, I wrote down the steps that I needed to do to make that happen. And so those steps are what ultimately got me on the Christmas cookie challenge, not just having a dream, but write down actionable steps to get to that dream. Love that for a career transition, which is, you know, that's the same thing that the, um, I I interviewed a woman who helps people negotiate higher salaries. And the beginning step is what do you want and what's the plan to get there? So yay for planning. All right, Lauren, (laughs) where did you go on your last vacation? To France. <gasps> what part of France? Um, we went all over, but we were there. I mean, I've gone on some little vacations, but that was the biggie. I was there four years ago for the World Cup. So that's oh, always the one, the one that yeah. comes to mind. Yeah. We, my son and I went for a month. We stayed with a family Fun. that was there. We spent a week on Malta. Oh my so god! I've been on some little vacations, but that was the last the big one, one that comes to mind. Awesome! What it, as a cookie decorated? What is your favorite dessert? Creme brulee. Oh, I love creme brulee. What's your favorite store? Uh, Target. <laughs> uh, what kind of music do you like to listen to? Christian. All right. Uh, what is a movie that you liked that you've seen? That's one of your favorite movies. What is the one I've watched it a thousand times about the guy who's in prison and then he ends up. Oh, <laughs> see, I don't have a very good memory. I can read books five times the same book because I don't remember what happened in it. Um, okay. <laughs> I can't funny. think of it. Let's just say it's, it's almost Christmas here. Let's just say it's a wonderful life. Okay. I can't remember go. the name of the other one. <laughs> That's right. So, um, oh, the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That that's is a my good all-time one. favorite yes, movie. That is a good. One. How would you describe your personal style in a word or two? My personal style, laid back and casual. All right. What were you afraid of anything as a child? Uh, was I afraid snakes? Okay. I'm terrified of snakes. Yes. And do you collect anything? Cookie decorating supplies. <laughs> I mean, not kidding. I have just about everything that they make. Okay. Well, I can't, I mean, I just can't even imagine. I just learned that there are these things that you can get to scrate the outside of a cake so that I have it. 
Of course you do. Of course you do. (laughs) Hey, if you want to learn to decorate cookies, I can teach you. I teach All right. All right. (laughs) Just come to Kentucky. Come to Kentucky. Look her up on Instagram as the Cheerful Baker. Is there any other place people can find you? They can find me on cheerfulcutters.com. That's my cookie cutter shop. And I do, I have a subscription box where I teach people how to decorate cookies every month. Um, I do online classes. So cheerfulcutters.com. Okay. And you know, that might be a great uh, promotion for some of you corporate types. Have a cookie that looks like a silicon chip or something <laughs> or right <laughs> who knows that's uh, right the sky is the limit so thank you so much lauren this has been so good and thank you all for listening my dear audience you are so attractive and such good listeners listeners i appreciate you and i will see you on the next episode